Shabadoo. I know we don't. What the hell? What the fuck? You didn't hear that? Yeah, I fucking heard it. I was the one who did it. Like, what did you say? I didn't have Zencaster <laughs> open on the screen. <laughs> did you hear it? Yeah, it was real fucking loud on my end. God damn it. Oh. oh god, are you ready to do this? Yeah. Alright, mute your shit. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Hello everyone, welcome to the Mixtape Podcast, I'm Jason Emmett. And I'm Twisted and Matt. And that's it. I kept waiting during the music for like right while the music was playing, just here come and go, guys, guys, are you there? <laughs> Which oh, I'm here, God. Made me laugh. So uh <laughs> KC was supposed to be on with us. Uh he's having some technical difficulties and we finally just uh started without him, but that's okay. Although you're gonna hear a lot of Matt and I this episode. Yeah. But you're you're gonna hear another voice here in a few minutes because this you like it or not. Well, I hope you do. Yeah. I hope this, you like it is our try uh, interview with Art Alexakis from the band Everclear. Uh, this was pretty cool for us, man. I mean, honestly, yeah. uh, we talk about geeking out on the show, and I've uh, been a, well, we both, I think, have been huge fans for quite some time. Yep. So uh, having the opportunity to talk to him was really cool. You know, and we kind of talk about this on the show a lot, too. Whenever we get to talk to these guys, like, we always spend just a few minutes of BSing with them, and a lot, and th- that usually doesn't make the show. Some of it does with art, actually. Uh, the longest BS in was obviously Andre Gower. We we talked yeah. to Andre for a while, but we always just Andre sort of sh- three hour Gower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we always end up shooting the shit a little bit with some of these guys, and it's just cool. It's cool to know, like, just to kind of do the whole down to earth thing and stuff. So, anyway, uh, you're gonna enjoy this. I think this is a really good interview. Um, it's it's definitely up there, and it was kind of nice for me because I got to go see him right before we we talked to him. So that was cool. Uh, and we've got more interviews coming down the road. We've got some stuff lined up, some people we hope to talk to, but that's not everything that's going to be going on here. Uh, we have, uh, guest hosts that are going to, we're going to be doing some stuff with. So I'm going to yeah. uh, talk a little bit about that for a moment. Uh, we're going to tell you guys to go check out some of the people and the friends of the show that we mention here a lot. And I'm going to throw a whole bunch of them out, but you guys need to understand that we do that because we enjoy these guys. The first one we're going to say is, hey, you guys, and hopefully they'll be coming on here soon. We've uh, uh, we've talked to them back and forth. We listen to their show. They're, they're a couple of cool dudes that, uh, if you want to talk 80s, they're, you know, they talk 80s. Scream Queens with a Z, because we love Patrick, and uh, he's Patrick. been here on the show with us. I think he's going on a small uh, summer hiatus, but he's got a whole back catalog of shit you can go listen to, so go over and oh, check yeah. him out. Behind the Funny... These guys are awesome. Uh, you guys should definitely check them out. They talk to comedians, and they talk about comedy and uh, anything comedy. And uh, they're they're a couple of really funny guys, and it's a, it's a really cool show. Uh, I like shows like that. I like when they kind of go behind the scenes, and that's what they do over there. Hopefully, they'll be coming on the show here sometime soon. Also, the guys over at Not A Bomb, we talk about them a lot, but that's because we know them, and we like them, and they're cool dudes. So yeah. go check them out. Isaac. As it currently stands, I'm uh, going to be going on and talking about Congo, one of the greatest Michael Crichton adaptations of all time. Oh shit! I thought you were, I thought you were going to be talking about the Gloria Estefan song. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> just the, like two hours of. Come on, Benjamin, Benjamin, I don't know the fucking words. I'm not going to pretend like I, I don't think. It, I don't even think she does. <laughs> no, probably not. Something about move your body. It's probably about. <laughs> that's, that's about, about all I, mean, I know about that it. That line yeah. is probably in every song she's ever sang. I would imagine. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, one more: the Strange Brew podcast. You should go over and check out the Strange Brew podcast as well. 
uh, we really know some cool shows, man. We just like to give them a little love and tell you guys to go check them out. But some of them might be appearing on this show. We might be appearing on some of their shows. So go over, listen, and brush up. You know, check them out. Yeah. Hey, you know Track what else? Us down wherever we're at. You know what else yeah. we got here? We have a website. What's that? It is www.themixtapepod.com. You should go over and check out that website. And uh, over there, you'll see upcoming guests, links to uh, existing guests, and all the information you need. But one of the things you'll find on that show, or on that site, which is like, on what? this show as well, <laughs> Matt, why don't you drop a phone number for these cool dudes and dudettes? I will, and we'll see what uh, weird phone number related outro i can improvise on this one it's uh 513-437-2377 call me on the line you can call me you can call me anytime oh my god i'm gonna just stop letting you do this. thank you for telling everybody what it was because we wouldn't have known <laughs> otherwise yes 513-437-2377 513-ERAD-77 you can go over there and leave us a voicemail if you dare we also have an email, which is your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. That is our email. We're on all the social medias. We are on Twitter, mix underscore tape underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, you can look for us at mixtape podcast over on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are on Facebook. That would be Tapeworms fans of the mixtape podcast over there. So go over, check us out on all that shit because we want you to, because we told you to. With that being said, we have an interview. And we said yeah. that we had an interview, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the band uh, that Art is a member of, and that would be Everclear. Now, you and I were talking about it. We've both been fans of Everclear for a long time. Uh, they actually formed out in Portland, Oregon in 1991. The original lineup and the most famous was frontman, guitarist, and writer Art Alexakis, who we will be speaking to here in a few minutes. A little... Uh, holy shit. Play the button. It's been a while. <laughs> See, when I don't have commas in my show notes. <laughs> uh, the drummer of the band it's was... A comma fucked us up last it, it, time. Really, we, it's, a, it's a comma <laughs> denominator. Ah. Yeah. Oh, God. So. so, everybody, you remember that time in the last episode... <laughs> Where he mentioned editing out his terrible jokes, mm-hmm. and he still doesn't. That wasn't terrible. Yeah. That was wonderful. That was a great joke. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Greg Eklund was on drums, and um, Craig Montoya was on the bass for the original lineup. They actually re- released an independent album back in 93 called World of Noise. Uh, they were then picked up by Capitol Records in 1994, and then came the awesome, awesome, awesome Sparkle and Fade, which was... Where I first uh, discovered them was with Sparkle and Fade. Uh, They then followed that up by another album I absolutely loved, which was So Much for the Afterglow, and that came out in 1996. And then came Songs from an American Movie, Volume 1, Learning How to Smile. Um, All three of these albums were like certified platinum albums. These albums were huge. Then they released Songs from an American Movie, Volume 2, which didn't do as well. Um, But they've been, I mean, Art's been making music ever since 1991 I mean obviously before yeah. 1991 which we'll talk a little bit about in the interview uh, that he's been doing this for a long time but as far as uh, the band goes they never really stopped they had a number of follow-up albums uh, some member changes but arts continued making that music he never stopped as we talked to him a little bit about his difficult childhood and some of the songs that deal with difficult subject matters and uh, some of those are about art directly. He talks a little bit about that, too, which I would have never known that. Like, I would have never yeah. known. Some are about him. Some are just, like he said, just things he, he always writes uh, like he's telling the story, like it's coming from his perspective, whether it is or not. So it was, uh, it was a really cool time. Uh, but they're a great band. Art's a really cool guy. So, uh, Matt, I want to hear a little bit about your thoughts on Everclear before we, before we jump right into it. Well, as a former guitar player, I think that a lot brag. of people who played guitar around that time, that was not a brag. Trust me, I was not good at guitar. As a former guitar player. <laughs> former guitar player. Yeah, I stopped playing guitar because I'm better at repairing them than I am at playing them. <laughs> so uh, as a former guitar player, when Sparkle and Fade came out, and specifically Santa Monica when that came out, that opening riff is just like, 
a good, you know, starter riff to try and learn. Yeah, like, I could see a, that. A cool song to listen to on the radio and just play along with it and annoy your mom while she's cooking dinner. Um, that was that might have just been me. Yeah, that was a little. It's, yeah, oh. well, and uh, yeah, definitely learned it, played it all the way through as much as possible, and then so much for the afterglow came out, and just the opening, you know, title track of so much for the afterglow. It's right up there yeah. with, in my opinion, an even better riff to play. That song is so catchy. And uh, full disclosure, we've talked about this in the past, you and I, um, behind the scenes. We had or have an episode in the works talking about um, albums that you could play all the way through without skipping. And oh yeah, I said in the in the group chat, I was like, I'm having a hard time picking. It was honestly a toss-up between Sparkle and Fade and So Much for the Afterglow. But I could not figure out which one I wanted to put on the list. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I for me, it would probably be So Much for the Afterglow, but it is tough because Sparkle and Fade is such a good album, too. So Really, really good. Yeah. Do you remember uh, uh, Columbia House, Get 12 for a Penny, and then Buy 6 yep. at regular price, so whatever they did yeah. or however they did it? That's where I got my copy of So Much for the Afterglow. So <laughs> Stu and I both did the Columbia House thing, and I remember getting that CD and also like ZZ Top's greatest hits and a few others. So that's you remember you always you like let's see my new name like, what, is what? Mason. What should be the fifth one? Yeah, you know, <laughs> change your name on there, get a whole new bullshit whole new names. To <laughs> well, let's go ahead and kick off that interview with Art, and then uh, Matt and I will come back and we'll close out the show and. Uh, tell you guys where you can find out a little bit more information and some upcoming events and things like that uh but i want to i uh, want to let you guys hear from art because well he's cooler than we are so let's go ahead and kick that off hello is this uh is this art jason how's it going this is jason oh cool hey jason hey matt how you doing man? i'm ready to go thank you for your patience oh no problem oh, no, no you're problem good. yeah I like talking to you guys. You guys, you guys are going to talk to me about my music. Why wouldn't I like that? Oh yeah, we are. Oh, you're not asking me. <laughs> anyway, on that note, why do I let you ask the question? Sure, uh, I will right. say you were. Uh, I got to. I actually, I'm in Cincinnati, and we uh, we made it out to see you Friday night. Um, it was a great show. It was. We had oh. a blast out there. Which show was out? Uh, we saw you at JD Legends. The Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JD Legends and Franklin with the Nixons and. Uh, Fastball. Fastball. Fastball, yeah. We had a really good time and uh, really appreciated. I, I, I've told everybody that I said, you know, we had somebody collapse at the front, and uh, I was like, he stopped the show, and I was like, I love when I love when artists actually show appreciation and stop things and say, hey, we're not going to move on until we know this person's okay. I always think that's really cool. So really appreciated that, and we, had, we actually had a blast. So it was a great time uh, Friday night. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. But you had a blast out in the middle of the kitty litter. Out the, <laughs> it was a little different, the, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. I'd, I'd never I'd actually I've never seen a concert there before, and uh, it was definitely kind of weird standing in a volleyball court. But uh, <laughs> it was nice because we got to get close to the stage, so we had a really good time. So yeah, you know, back in the day, there was a place one of the first places I ever knew that did it was a place called the Ranch Bowl. Very similar makeup, like like JD Legends with bowling alley and and a volleyball courts out outside and a stage out by the volleyball courts. They had that too. It was bigger, and every band in the '90s, every band played there, and we used to have tremendous shows, like thousands of people. And so it reminded me of that. But it, it unfortunately was raining all day. We yeah. didn't, we didn't even know if we were going to put on the show. Yeah. When we got there, the promoter's like, well, uh, you probably don't want to do the show because it's raining. So if you want to back out, we understand. And we're like, we're not backing out. <laughs> I, 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 my, my tour managers are like, look, we're not going to blink. We're putting on a show, dude. If you want to cancel the show, you, you mm. do it. Because this is an old thing. The promoter wants you to cancel so he doesn't have to pay you, right? And it's yeah. like, that's not going to happen. Get out of here. What do we look like? We're 14? Get out of here. <laughs> well, I'm glad <laughs> you didn't. Because it was... I, I'm glad I didn't, too. It was a fun show. Yeah, and it was. It was we a had a fantastic show. time. It's one of the other uh, like part-time co-hosts of this show uh, went, went with me. 
And uh, it's funny because we've been listening to you guys, I, God, I don't even know how long, since close to the very beginning. And, uh, I, I mean, I remember hearing Santa Monica and being like, what is this? Like, this song is amazing. It kind of blew me away because it was different than anything I think I'd previously really heard. So it's been it's been since then. And uh, he, he and I were out there, and he's like, you know, I've had, like, three or four of their albums, and I've been listening to them since we were kids, but... I never really stopped to listen to his lyrics before. I'm like, really? I was like, how do you miss that, man? So kind of hit him hard stew, Friday so. night. Yeah, that is too. So. <laughs> that, you know, I get that to people. Why? You know, I never noticed your lyrics before. And I'm like, man, we're a lyric band. <laughs> right. We're known as a, you know, that's what yeah. I'm known for is my lyrics. And, you know, interesting enough, the one Grammy that we get nominated for, instrumental <laughs> really really <laughs> yeah well okay. oh. you know that guys hey, i got nominated for a grammy now did you get nominated for a grammy no right oh, no. that's, that's kind of cool <laughs> uh you're actually i think um, the second grammy nominated musician we've had on the show yes now I, that think, I think about I it think yeah. oh really who, who, who was the first uh, Chris Ballou from President of the United States of America. They got nominated for a Grammy? Up against <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles won, beat them oh, up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We, we talked about it on the episode, actually. Against, it was pretty great. Wait, wait a minute. They were up against... They, yeah, it was like album. From the, from, yeah, like album of the year or something like that. I would, and, and it was that that Beatles thing. Yeah, the Beatles yeah, won. Yeah, yep. Really so I guess you can't really wow. complain if you're going to okay. be, get beat by the Beatles. Like the Beatles are always probably going to win, I guess, in the end. So what are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I, wa- I wonder if he's ever been nominated for for the kid thing he does, Casper Baby Pants. Um, do you know about that? Yep, we talked oh, to him yeah. a little bit yeah. about Casper Baby Pants. You know. Yeah. Ironically, he's got uh, well two that. albums of nothing but Beatles songs. So guess so. you figure if you can't beat him, <laughs> join him. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's. I just so, thought it was funny because yeah. uh, Stu, the other guy, brought up your lyrics, and I told him he was like, "I never really realized how deep these were." And it's actually one of those things with you. Like, I've always felt like your lyrics tell so much of your tell so much of your life and in history that it's like fans sort no, of they they, they relate and they feel like they you know get to know you a little bit just from I know. yeah yeah, but they don't actually. It's it's, it's not it not autobiographical about a third of the songs are really yeah. i write from the first person i'm a storyteller right so i'd say about a third of the songs are pretty much straight up autobiographical father of mine of course uh i'll buy you a new life uh, another third are songs that are you know put together with with uh experiences from my life that really have nothing to do uh which are not autobiographical but you know but from different experiences that I put together and I make like a composite com- character, you know, and Santa Monica is kind of like that. Um, but, and then there's songs where I just write, write. I'm, it's just fiction. I just write. And yeah. the, the great thing about it is for a writer is if you can't tell the difference, I'm doing my job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's, that seemed to have been the case. So, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, at, at I'm 60 years old now, and looking back, and been doing this band for 30 years. Yeah. And when you start doing a band or start doing a project when you're 30 years old or in your 20s, you don't really think that, hey, man, this is going to be my legacy. This is going to be my life's work. You know, this is going to be my life's work. I'm going to look back on this body of work and go, wow. I'm not going to do this again. It's not like at 60 I'm going to, you know, start a band for the next 30 years and or or even a project for the next 30 years. Um, this is my life's work, and I'm I'm really proud of it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm proud of what I've done, and and what my various configurations of the band have done. I you know I've, I've worked with some really great musicians and really great guys, and. Um, I'm 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 really proud of it. Where, where where are you guys? Are you guys in Cincinnati? 
I'm in Cincinnati, and uh, Matt yeah. is actually near Kansas City. Wow, Matt, and it sounds like you guys are in the room next door. <laughs> it took us. Crazy? I, we've we've worked very hard to it get some it to time sound to like get that, there. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been friends for a long time. Actually. We've only done this show ever once sitting next to each other. It's true. Just yeah. Jay and I. Yeah. We yeah. did one interview in the same room and everything else we've done remote. Yep. So. Yeah. so we've just been friends for a long That's time. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. The world is it's definitely just changing. The technology yeah. is just amazing. How, how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, this show, about three years. Um, and then he and I did a show together, oh. uh, geez, years like and 2014. Years ago. Yeah. We did a show together back then as well, so we've known each other for a while. <laughs> yeah, really two thousand eight, cool. I think. Yeah, I think somewhere so. around there. Sounds about right. Yeah, about two thousand eight. So uh, one That's thing, really cool. one thing I did want to mention uh, when we were out there Friday night, your your daughter was there and she she she, she seemed to be jamming out to the show, man. How I mean, I've got two kids myself, a uh, daughter not much older than yours. Uh, what's that like, man, to have your your daughter out on the road with you? Oh, it's always great, and I've been doing that. For pretty much since he's been born. That's she's awesome. Been coming out. She came out with her mom, of, of course, until she was about eight. And my wife was like, I don't want to, I don't want to come out anymore. <laughs> I got, I got a lot of stuff to do. And my daughter was like, I want to come out. So she, and I, we felt at that age, she was old enough to come out. And I got a couple of guys on the crew that, that have grown up with her that, that when I'm on stage, like, like the guy standing next to her, doing monitors is Derek. I, Derek's been working for me for 22 years. And he was, him and his uh, girlfriend were the third or fourth people to come to the hospital the day she was born. You know I mean? Right. They, so I feel, I feel safe, you know? And, and it used to be he was at front of house. Now he's a monitor. It's and it's even better because I can see her rocking out. <laughs> That's not fake, man. That's no. Enthusiasm. We take her to any yeah. show, any show, and she's doing that. But yeah. it's even better because it's her daddy and she knows all the lyrics. And, and I know she is just such a positive ray of light. Yeah. And everybody, man, you should, social media was just blowing up about her, jumping up and down. And <laughs> even when she was like, I think she was when she was three or four, uh, no, it's 2012. 2012, so she was four going on five. I had asked her if she wanted to come up and introduce the one of the bands for Summerland. And she's like, no. And then she comes back and goes, and she starts going and rehearsing it, like <laughs> on the side of the stage. And and then she comes up and she goes, Daddy, I want to do it. That's I go, cool. Okay. So I take her out there and I go, ladies and gentlemen, and I talk and she's there and people are just laughing and just feeling good because she's cute, you know. Little, little kids are cute. And, and and she's so short. And I uh, kneel down with the mic and I go, ladies and gentlemen. And then she just screams, Sugar Ray! Just, just at the top of her voice. That's so great. And, and then she she did that every year until about, uh, I'd say about 10 you know, and then she's like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> 10 or 11. But, um, yeah, she comes out every year. And she's she's 14. I, you know, I don't know that she's going to want to come out next year because, you know, she starts high school. Right. Yeah. She, you know, you, you got kids, you know, you, you don't know. But I'm just grateful that she came out this year and we just had a blast. Yeah, and, that's uh, wonderful. She came out for four shows. So. I think that was the last show. It was the last show. And then that next morning on the way to the next show, we, we stopped at Indianapolis Airport, and uh, I, I did the um, unaccompanied minor thing where yeah. I had to get off the bus and walk with her up and actually go to the gate and wait for the plane. You have to wait for the plane to actually go in the air, and then you can like <laughs> It's a trip. But anyway, I digress. You talk about my kid. I'll talk about my daughter, my my, my kids all day. No, that's great. I think I think it's great. I grew up with a family that played in a classic rock band, and um, I used to get to go around. So when I see parents introducing their kids to like good music, and it always makes me excited. And when when we saw her out there the other night, we're like, "Who's this kid in the back?" And then you introduced her. We were, we were like, "That is awesome!" So it was all. It was great. It was great. 
please. We're just chatting. Do you guys have any questions about the, the show or anything like that? Or, I, uh, I love this. This is great. <laughs> so, like we've said, we've been listening since the very early days. And you, you talk a lot about, you know, things that happened in your life and everything. Not really having the easiest childhood. You know, a couple serious tragedies. Did, like, right. did that directly affect your decision to become a musician and how, how much did it really affect your writing? I think what affected that, what, what first made me want to play in a rock and roll band was, um, coming out of my room when I was probably three and a half or four, when I was supposed to be in bed, and, uh, hiding behind the couch mm-hmm. and watching the Beatles on, on Ed Sullivan. And, uh, then I just lost my mind and, you know, I'm in my underwear and my t-shirt or, or my jammies. My mom probably put me in jammies at that point. I just ran to the uh, screen and just started dancing. You know, my parents were sitting there, my mom with her bouffant hairdo, drinking drinking a highball or something. You know, it's 1965, right? It looks like Mad Men. But, it, that, you know, all joking aside, it, that was such an important moment to me because... That's when I became really aware. But apparently, uh, about two years earlier, when I was about a year and a half, two years old, I had, we were on a camping trip going up the coast, uh, the California coast, going up uh, uh, US-1. And a song came on the radio called Wipeout. You know that song? Sure. With the drum beat, the drum roll. Yeah, and I started dancing in the front seat. Now, this is probably 64 Right, 1964. No, there's no car seat. No, 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 right. no, no car seat. No one has car seat. Yeah, yeah, I'm standing on the bed seat between my mom and my dad dancing, and it's jostling my dad. So he was, turns up off the uh, radio, and I apparently started freaking out and hitting him and yelling and screaming. And he turned it back on and pulled over on the side of the road. Till the song was over, and then I laid down on my mom's lap, and we drove away. But I mean, that just is me. It's just when I hear rock and roll, even to this day, I just my heart I get excited. It just yeah. it it connects with something inside of me, and um, I uh, it's never stopped. And even with all the, you know, like you talk about all the trauma and and. Uh, crisis and things that have happened in my life i've always had music Good. i've always yeah. had yeah. rock and roll and i was actually uh, at a little art fair thing and ran into somebody and we just kind of got to talking and mentioned that we were going to be actually interviewing you on the show and uh, she mentioned specifically like she was started freaking out when she heard that that we were going to be talking to you and uh she basically said that uh, learning how to smile was one of her favorite songs. Any particular inspiration behind that one? Just totally made it up. 100%. (laughs) And it's one of my best songs. It's one of my favorite songs. No, I just wanted to write a song about just what that Dylan slash Springsteen type view of the United States of traveling around and, 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 you know, losing each other and getting each other back and, and uh, it wasn't that I sat down to do it. I just, I wanted to write a song about a couple persevering through drugs and, and distance and technology and stuff. Because in the song, you know, it's like I got, I got arrested, did some time for selling acid to the wrong guy. And then there's a line of like, you were doing that phone sex thing. And, you know, life just keeps getting weirder every day. You know, that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's one of, you know, to a lot of people, that's one of my best songs. And uh, yeah, that has nothing to do with anything that happened to me. There's nothing autobiographical in that song. But tell her if you talk to her. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs too. I think it might be one yeah. of my best songs. It's definitely in the top three. She should be listening, so she'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Cool. It's almost like yeah, if you cool. if you hadn't become a musician, you'd have been a writer, like literally just writing. You tell great yeah. stories in your songs, like, and they're complete stories too. It's it's yeah. pretty amazing. I don't well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I might have been a writer. Um, yeah, you know, I went to college. I didn't want to go to college. My mom pushed me to go to college, <laughs> and I started late, 
23, I went to, you know, junior college, Santa Monica College, and uh, I got my AA degree in journalism. But I thought, you know, I'll do that as a backup thing. It's a bad thing. It doesn't work out. But I had no interest in, after doing it and, and interning for people, different places, papers and stuff, I didn't want to write about other people. <laughs> it just seemed really boring to me. And, and I didn't want to be, I tried doing music reviews because I love music, but it, it's like they're always pushing you to be nastier, yeah. meaner, and be more honest. I am being honest. Right. I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, but people don't want to hear okay. I go, really? I, I want to hear if something's I do too. okay. I, I, you know? And, or something's good. I, yeah, I, you know, I was raised to find the best things about people, not the worst. And I just realized that that was not for me. So I'm, I'm back in college now, 34 years later. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I'm about a year away from getting my alcohol drug certification to work with people in recovery. And uh, that will give me my second AA. And it'll put me five classes away from uh, getting my degree, my, my uh, bachelor's in uh, psychology. So about a year and a half now, I have my bachelor's. That's amazing. And, um, yeah, congratulations. But I, and I've been doing it on tour for the last two years, for the last year and a half. And, man, it's so nice not to have classes right now. No classes. Oh, you just you just sort of hit on something that I thought was uh, you were talking about finding the positive and 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 the good and things and that's another thing I've noticed about your songs. It's like you can talk about some pretty serious topics, but you always manage to do it in a kind of uplifting way. Like the there's a lot of hope behind a, a lot of your music, and, and I think that's maybe why uh, Stu, the other guy, missed it so much. Like these songs are so upbeat, I never really realized like how deep these lyrics get i'm like yeah man he puts a positive spin on stuff somehow he makes you feel good about listening to what you're listening to so i've always appreciated that a lot too well that goes back to the thing i there's always in my songs even in the darkest songs there's light at the end of the tunnel sometimes you gotta squint to see it but it's there and i i like i don't like writing minor chords it's not my thing you know so (laughs) it's not all like doesn't sound all gloomy but yeah it'll be happy but still you know a song about parental abandonment and kids dealing with divorce and you know it's like <laughs> it's deceptive but to me life is that life is the good and the bad the more you persevere and be tenacious you'll get through the bad times that's been my experience and they'll get good and at the same time, things go south. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. That's life. It's just life. And you need to be able to raise your kids in a way that they have the foundation that they can weather both. Because I tell you, success is hard for me. I had no idea what to do with success. It really screws with, screws with people's heads. And a lot of people are like, well, I wouldn't do that if, I did, if that happened to me. You know, I'm kind of like, shut up. It didn't happen to you. You have no idea what it's like. Right. It's like being a parent. Are you guys both parents? I am. Yeah, Matt's not. No. Okay, so you are. So before you were a parent, you probably had preconceived notions about things. Sure. Were most of those blown out of the water when you became a parent? Absolutely. About how you would feel about it. Absolutely. It's, it's so fame and success, like success at that level, financial it is like that. It's like you can't explain it to anybody who isn't that. You can't explain being what being a, a, a father's like. Right. There's, there's aspects. You can talk about it a little bit, but you can't really explain it. And it's the same thing with, uh, you know, in my situation, I went from being a kid, you know, who grew up in a housing project and never had money, ever, in my whole life. You know, I've always been scraping by. I didn't think it was bad. It was just normal. Everybody I knew was like that. Sure. Maybe not as far as I was growing up, but, you know, when you're in your 20s and you're out there struggling and paying bills and, you know, maybe sometimes you get to pay one bill and 
not pay the other one and hope they don't turn something off. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> yep. it is what it is. It is what it is, especially with my I've, alcohol. I've been in that exact spot addiction. before. <laughs> you know, can relate. Yeah, so we all have. Yeah. And, um, you know, the addiction made it even harder. But I got sober when I was 29, and things really started taking off from there. But, you know, I moved to, uh, when I was 30, I moved to 29, actually. I moved to, uh, no, I was 27 when I got sober in 89. Um, but when I was 29, moved to Portland. And uh, with a pregnant girlfriend, no money, absolutely no money. And uh, started one more band. It was going to be my last band. If this one didn't work out, I was going to move to LA and get a job at the label. I had a friend at the label that he'd get me a job. And uh, I figured I'd, you know, do world domination by taking over the music <laughs> business. Uh, if this didn't work, it worked. <laughs> and. And so when success happened, it was just like, wow, man, I'd go to my ATM and there'd be like, you know, $100,000 in my account. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I, mean, I was just happy it wasn't, it didn't have that little minus sign next to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the, that, that's, that's always the fear, right? You're like, God, I hope I've got enough money. Let me cash money. Come on, just give me enough money to get some gas. Come on. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. My and my bass player Craig was like, "Dude, there's eighty-seven thousand dollars in my account." And I was like, "Yeah, don't spend it all in one place." Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just uh, I, I, it, it was it was just crazy. And and also, of course, we didn't have business management at the time because why would there be that much money in their ATM? That's right. stupid. But they had no they had nowhere else to put it. You know, and we, we had to learn to, to, to figure out how to, you know, get paid. Pay, you know, it's, it, it, you're, you're either getting paid, uh, uh, feast or famine, right? Right. It's, that's how it works. You either have a lot or you don't have any at all. Success in and of itself of like people liking me and being positive. I didn't know what that felt like. I didn't know how to handle that. I was I was used to people thinking that I wasn't going to amount too much. I was used to that. It was a hard adjustment, a hard sea change for like allowing myself to feel, you know, like wow, I did something good. That's cool. Um, it, it was hard, and that's, that's I've spoken to other musicians and actors and people that go from famine to feast and success, and everybody's like. Oh, this is overnight success. I like really. I've been playing in bands since I was sixteen. <laughs> right? How is this overnight yeah. success? That's uh, that's you know that's sixteen years. I got signed to a major label when I was thirty-two. So that's sixteen years of of working and learning and and failing and learning from my failures and and uh, you know building myself up every band got a little bit bigger, a little bit more realized towards the goal of what I was trying to get. But, you know, I got a little bit better at finding that sound inside of my head and bringing it out into the world, you know, because that's, that's, that's what you're trying to do. And, um, yeah, so when people say overnight success with uh, Sparkle and Fader, second record, I'm like... Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's, it, it was great. You know, I was out on the yacht only a year ago, you know, with, with Muffy and, and everybody else. And I just, I just said, Beth, wouldn't it be great to start a, a, a rock band? Let's go do that. How are Muffy and Biff these days? Uh, yeah. Are they doing okay? Uh, I don't know. They're, they're making money off yacht rock. Everybody there you go. likes yacht rock. And I'm, I'm like, these are the songs from the 70s and 80s that made me want to be a punk rocker. <laughs> These are the songs that got under my skin so bad and they just made me grip my teeth and I'm like, there's got to be something better than this. This is just horrible. And now everybody's all kitschy like, oh yeah, I love listening to rock, not rock when I do my yoga and I'll have my green drink in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not there to kick you. <laughs> I just want to kick you. <laughs> oh god I love I'm it I'm still the punk rocker but at the same time 
truth be told, I do my yoga stretches every morning, and I do enjoy a green drink. So, there, there you go. <laughs> but but but, I, but to be fair, I'm listening to the, the Descendants or something cool while I'm doing while it. you're doing yeah. it. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I can support that. Yeah, yeah. Descendants yoga. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys what? Are you guys watching the uh, um, January sixth? Uh, proceedings on TV. I've been keeping up with it, but yeah, here and there, been watching clips, clips and, yeah. and trying to keep up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The guy from the Oath Keepers, you know, Militia, shows up to it yesterday wearing a Descendants t-shirt. Really? Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw really I saw weird. the clip come up, but I haven't watched I, it yet. Yeah. Kind of kind of curious what Milo has to say about that one. <laughs> a little, little cringeworthy. I, I was yeah. wondering what Milo would say about it. I'm, I'm going yeah. to reach out to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, hey, while you're at it, let, let's call up uh, Jello Biafra and see what he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Oh, my that, God. Like wearing, it's like, like, I've been kind of curious about this. Like, liberal... Exactly. What What are some of the, the punk bands <laughs> thinking now, right? Like, what music do you think is coming out right now that like is reflecting what's going on? Because I know like you know, during the Bush era, we I, had like a lot of a lot of stuff kind of came out. There was the whole like Rock Against Bush uh, series of albums that came out. Do you know of anything that's come out recently that's kind of uh, well, it was the same oh, yeah. thing in the eighties? Oh, yeah. Reagan, Reagan, right? yeah, um, yeah, and anybody. And I'm sure on the other side, there's plenty of like, oh yeah, super right. Right swing bands. Give it yeah, to us, Kid Rock. I'm a black president. Yeah. Come on, Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, you know, the, the thing is about contemporary music today, I don't hear anything political. I don't hear I know. That, that's what's kind of disturbing in a way. Like, like it, nobody's it saying anything. Because all they're talking about, all they're talking about is, like, you know, rolling in the Escalade, and yep. this kind of stuff. Yes, and I'm not just—I'm not talking about hip hop by itself. Rock, well, there really isn't any rock except for like, uh, you know, active rock, and I—I I don't even know what those lyrics are about. They're all about like, I need to be the, the you know, I don't even know what they're about. <laughs> I don't even think they know what they're about. I'm—it's really sad that that people are like not going back and listening to older music it's like they're just listening to what the guy or the gal to the left or right of them is doing oh my god amen you know, I mean, politically yeah. amen like, you know it's just like and, it, and it's just a shallow gene pool of, of creativity of of, of, of craft of, of stuff to draw from which is sad yeah um, right. so but what the old school punk rockers are thinking about right now um uh, you know, I'm friends with a, a bunch of guys from that, that um, South Bay scene, you know, uh, Pennywise guys and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're all just super bummed, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we write stuff, we write yeah. about it. I have a new, I have a new song, a new Everclear song coming out. I'm not going to make albums anymore, I don't think. I think I'm going to make one or two songs a year and... Uh, just really work them to our, our fan base, and uh, I, that sounds like fun to me. Going into the studio and <laughs> spending a year in the studio and you know forty fifty thousand dollars that doesn't sound fun to me. Right. And uh, and uh, just doing a couple songs a year sounds fun. Making videos for them and just having fun with it. But uh, yeah. this the the song that's coming out is a political punk rock song kind of sounds like you know in the vein of heroin girl uh nice. and it's called okay. year of the tiger and we're, right. we're in the year of the tiger chinese year of the tiger right now and i was born in 1962 with the year of the tiger as well and uh it's about post-covid you know uh type type experiences and what's going on and it's it's pretty it's pretty dark <laughs> actually but you know, right. <laughs> no one gives. No one cares about a sixty-year-old guy. What I got to say. No one that contemporary radio is going to play me. You know that's not going to happen. And it's just like, I guess I'm one of the older guys. I think the older people in 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 the, the entertainment business have ideas and feelings about you know what's going on politically. But I don't 
sense that the angry people are, you know? And it's a shame because they're, they're the ones who should they be. need to be active. Yeah, they should be, yeah. right? You, they, and, and, and that would inspire younger people to be involved, the people that listen to their music to be involved. But it's not. Because yeah. no one wants to rock the status quo. They just want to get paid. Kind of yeah. what it like. It's very sad. And there's exceptions <laughs> to that, I'm sure, but I haven't seen them. Oh, I'm sure they're out there, but are is are people given giving them notice? Exactly. Is the is the question? Yeah, yeah. So, no. so no, it's like and I, I stop talking about politics. I don't want to talk about politics. <laughs> talk about, you know, some, something fun. We're 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 kind of like, known for our like tangents, that. though. So. Yeah, we tangent a little bit. <laughs> I was talking. I actually really enjoyed that yeah. tangent. No, no, anything, no, no, so. no. You don't. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand. I'm not saying don't talk about politics. I'm talking about kids. You're saying. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about politics. No, I talk about. Gotcha. I talk about politics all day. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's one of my things. No, so, no, no, I, no, I'm, I'm glad. Anyway, so another, yeah, we're just kind of rambling along there. Yeah, that's sort of what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, You'd be surprised. Cool. Man. I so, like it. I like. No, I like it. I enjoy it. And we also have oh, one no. specific question right. I have to ask you. It involves uh, a go specific ahead, person and. Have you had? Oh, and, and this I know will sound odd. It's, yeah. it, it's your it's your question, man. You you've asked this of of the last few people we've talked to. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just curious, and the answer can be no, and that's totally fine. Yeah, it, it um, sounds, sounds like you a ran- ever, It's a really random question, but yeah, you know. but surprisingly, everybody's had an answer so far. Have you ever had any experiences with Weird Al? Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay and what what's yeah, what's the story I, like, I what, what do you got <laughs> that. so i so there's a radio thing that happens along las vegas where you uh i forget what it's called but you go there once a year and it's a big festival or it's a big seminar and uh convention and you just walk through a room full of people that are broadcasting and you go sit down and you do that and my management, this is back when I think the first, it must have been 2005 because my wife and I were dating, right? And uh, we met in December of 2004 and pretty much been a couple ever since. But she lived in Tucson. She was going to U of A and I lived in Portland. So weeks I didn't have my, my 12-year-old daughter, you know, I'd be with my wife. You know, either I'd fly to Tucson or she'd fly out. But she came with me to Las Vegas for this convention, and we're sitting at a table with all these people past their prime. Right? And I'm sitting at the table going, whoa, this is, this is bad for me, I guess. But sitting to my left was Weird Al, and he was very pleasant to talk to, and he, he was very excited to tell me he tried to do a song that was a parody of uh, Santa Monica, but it, it it just didn't come out right. But he tried he had tried to do it, and I thought that was really kind of kind of a badge of honor, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. That's what he's we hear. He changes like San Bernardino thing. or something. It's what we hear overwhelmingly that he's a good yeah. dude. So it's it's always nice to hear that, you know. It, it, so. Yeah, it is nice to hear that. And it's and, uh, it's always a bummer when people are like. Oh man, that guy seems so nice, and I'm like, I know he's not nice. <laughs> yes, it is a bummer. People are not nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, were, were they were they mean to you? I go, very few people are mean to me, or or not nice to me. But I watch how they treat their assistant. That's what you do. You watch how you, they treat the people that that work for them or work around them. You know, and uh, that's that's a sure sign. A personality sure. right there like they'll be really nice to the famous people or the and then they'll turn around and the people will come out and they'll be like i wanted to watch it you know and they're just <laughs> nasty and and uh weird al was really cool that's great yeah, it's really cool yeah. one of the things we do like this show is we we reach out to people that we think would be interesting to talk to there's no like set it's just like hey man like for example Hey, you know, I love the band Everclear. Maybe we can get a hold of somebody from the band. Like yeah. th- that's what we do, and we keep completely kind of bra- independent. Yeah, totally. 
And we keep bragging about like the fact that so far, <laughs> everybody we have talked to has been really cool. We haven't yeah. run into anybody yet that it's been like, ah, oh, God, they were an asshole. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like yeah. edit it as best we can, See? I guess. That's that's usually just our that's, co-hosts. That's we're just like, oh, <laughs> how do we edit out this one guy? That's, and, <laughs> that's, your, that's your Midwest instincts, man. You're reaching out yeah. to people that yeah. just seem like mentions. Yeah. Know, like, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, nice human being. Completely DIY, man. Uh, you know, we're interesting. Well, and and things that All affected right, us, like your music, it affected us. So it was it was a big deal to uh, actually pretty much. We have at any given time three to five guys. There's always three guys that host the show, and then we have a couple of guys that come in from time to time, and all of us appreciate your music which is one of those reasons yeah. it's like okay well then we need to try to talk to somebody and then it's a matter of okay can we find somebody can we get a hold of somebody and and we did and we got to talk to you and it was it was great yeah. man it was it was a good time I appreciate That's it awesome, yeah. man. well um yeah, i enjoyed it the only thing we have thanks left for waking me up fellas <laughs> thanks for getting up we appreciate <laughs> it uh literally yeah, the only yeah, other thing we have good. to ask is if, if there's anywhere our listeners can follow up with you you said you might be releasing some uh, new music down the road. Like, where can people follow you on social media? Where can they follow you online so they so they can keep up with everything that's going on? Um, well, we, we have plenty of Everclear um, uh, social media. Me and uh, Freddie from the band monitor that, and uh, that's the best way to get in touch with us is on either Twitter or, or Facebook on the Everclear pages there. We, uh, we're responsive. It's, if, if you ever, if we're playing a show and you're going to go to it and you want to hear a certain song, ask us there. That, you know, every day one of us comes to me and, or, or I, I see it on social media and go, oh, wow, someone wants to hear Summerland tonight. Okay, we'll play it. That's cool. So there you go. Well, yeah. sir, uh, again, we, right. we, we really thank you for your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. You guys do well. You I too. Yeah. Thanks. Enjoy your Starbucks. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, man. Thanks. Right. I got to go see if I have one. Bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. You're listening to the mixtape. And now, back to the show. All right, so there you go. That's our interview with Art Alexakis. Uh, hopefully you guys really enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed uh, talking to him. It was a really, really awesome time. And we, I, I don't know. It was, uh, we, like I keep saying, I keep saying over and over, we keep getting to talk to all these cool people. And sometimes it feels a little surreal to get to do this, but Art was a really cool dude. And, uh, really it's like more than, more than once. And, and like I put it out in the interview, it was like this is now the second Grammy-nominated Yeah musician we've had on the show yeah which is bizarre yeah (laughs) it's so fucking weird like wait a minute how did we do oh persistence Persistence. that's how we just we were were, very persistent yeah (laughs) we're just annoying we're actually not uh, yeah yeah uh, just irritate you until you come on our show it's just a matter of timing and when they can and when they can't so there have been people we've reached out to that are on tour uh that hopefully in the future they've told us you know hey uh, get with me in a few months and uh Maybe we can do it then. And, and we respect all of that. You know, I know some of these guys have really busy schedules. The Art was actually on tour. What you didn't get to hear there is yeah. he, we had a scheduled time, but we, we woke him up. So he, yeah. he knew we were calling, but we still woke him up because he was on the tour bus. So that was really cool. That whole interview was him on the tour bus. So that was that's kept him cool kept him from his Starbucks for far too long. Yes, we did. So. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, I'll send them a gift card. Or something. We really do appreciate you guys. Uh, we want you to know that, and uh, we've got some cool things in the work coming down the road. So be looking for it. Um, if things work out the way we hope they work out, there'll be some uh, YouTube stuff going up. Uh, we've got some cool yeah. guests coming up on the show. We're working on all that right now. If anybody knows a lot about video, or not about video, I know a lot about video. If you know a lot about this uh, streaming video shit, that's uh, where we're having our trouble. <laughs> You can write us. It was us. going well until I closed the program and everything went to hell. So. Yeah, now both of our wives are <laughs> mad at us because we're taking too long. Yeah. Hey, uh, you can write us, your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all of the information is available over the website, www.themixtapepod.com. It's a really good, great place to go and just check out stuff. Learn a little bit about us, see upcoming guests, see past guests, things like that. 
But we are working on some really cool shit in the future, so hopefully uh, some of that works out and we can give you guys some really awesome stuff. On top of that, like I said, we're, we're always lining up more interviews. Um, if there's people that you would like, and be realistic, but if there's people you would like us to try to get on the show, let us know. We'll see what we can do. It doesn't mean we can, but we can always try. That doesn't mean be like, yeah. you know, Kevin Feige and Arnold Schwarzenegger at the same time. Like, don't be ridiculous. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. They have to be alive. <laughs> they have to guys. be alive. <laughs> so we go yeah. just bring in a Ouija board. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work like that. So, uh, but we got I'm some regular the spirit of Macho Man Randy oh, Savage. Yeah. He's spelling out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He says. Wait, what is this? What is this? Into the cream it. of the crop. It says rises to the top. <laughs> um. <laughs> We got some regular episodes coming up. Uh, namely, we have One Hit Wonders of the 90s that is going to be coming up probably within the next week or so. You guys seem to really like the One Hit Wonders of the 80s. We got our first run at the One Hit Wonders of the 90s coming up. Got a really cool episode, and just go with us here, but fictional bands. And trust me, it is going to be way more entertaining than you thought when I was putting it together. I'm like, oh my God, this is endlessly fun and interesting. So. And a bunch of other stuff, and you can find out all of that stuff or at the website or by following us on those social medias that we talk about so much here on the show. Yeah. Matt, yeah. that's all I got, man. I'm tapped out. Cool. I'm tapped out. Uh, guys, we really appreciate you. Please go over and rate us if you can. Uh, subscribe and share the show. We are working on some big shit, so hopefully that works out. I think that's all we got. We want to thank Art for coming on the show. Matt, do you have anything to say to our listeners before we leave? Just remember to always stay, stay awesome. I am still living with your ghost. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't want to be your downtime. I don't want to be your
it pisses off the wives and girlfriends of, of bands <laughs> that the guy flips so well on the bus. It, it's a thing. It's, it's a thing. Well, it's that soothing, it's a, that soothing no tones of the road, right? That smooth. I mean, yeah. everybody sleeps yeah. good in cars. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. No, you're laying down. You're in a little co- coffin. You're in, in uh, a de- you know, sensory deprivation, pretty much, right? And you don't have kids waking you up. You don't have the sun waking you up because it's black. You know, it's just, and you don't have your wife going, hey, can you take out the trash <laughs> before you take, take the kids to school and, uh, and feed the dogs, would you? That'd be cool. 